What's going on? This is Lala Unique, better known as Lanique. First and foremost, Rob, I want to say I love the podcast with you and Logan. Um, I am new to it, so I'm playing catch up, but it's definitely keeping me entertained throughout my day. Um, let me get in the keep sweat though. Well, I'm in my early to mid thirties and I basically grew up on keep sweat. You know, if I found a man that kind of exemplifies their actions, the way I kind of envision keep sweat, I'd probably be mad right now. Cause keep sweat got a song for every emotion I can go through. He got that in love, you know, like he in love. He got that when he begging. He got that love making music. And then, and then he got that just have fun kind of music. Oh, man. I'm trying to narrow it down to just one favorite. So I know my one all time favorite song is I Want Her. Anybody who knows me knows I love that song. And then he has a live version of it. I seen him in tour, I want to say around 10 years ago. I don't have the exact year. And um, it was just the way I heard him perform live. My stepdad growing up, he had so many CDs and I used to just go through his catalogs and pop somebody in. So that was like my, and not my introduction to music, but that's what kept me interested in music. You know, so it was a Keep Sweat live tour CD. And I think he got two of them, but the way... I heard him performing the I Want Her song because that was one of my favorite songs. I was like, I got to see this man one day, you know. So um, around 10 years, give or take, I went to go see him. He he definitely tore the house down. You know, he was begging, sweating, crying the whole nine yards. Um, But another song I love of his, and I was just listening to it today. I actually got a video to it. It's Twisted. <laughs> um, you know, couldn't relate to it then. Just loved it because it was on the radio and my mom was playing it. But, you know, growing up, it, it definitely helped me get through some things, even as an adult. So, I mean, it's just, I'm just happy that, you know, I had the opportunity or the chance to really enjoy good music while it was still out. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Legends of Sports and Music. This is your host, the OG Rob Silver, and today we are talking one of my all-time favorite singers of all time, and that is one of the forefathers of the New Jack Swing movement, one of the biggest R&B soul artist of the 1990s, a man that helped bring back R&B from the doldrums. And that's one of my hometown heroes. Because if anybody knows who me, who Rob Silver is, they know I'm Harlem first and foremost. And that is an even older OG than me. The legendary Harlem's own Keith Sweat. Man, uh, shout out to Lala. Lala, you a listener. And, I mean, she has been listening to all the old programs. She's loving the show. I appreciate you, Lala. 
Lala, beautiful voice note on Keep Sweat. Talking about how she used to go through her stepfather's audio cassettes, CDs, and listen to uh, some of the artists growing up. Because Lala, she said she's in her early to mid-30s. That means, um, I'm going to take a guess and say Lala's 33. Not putting your business out there, Lala. (laughs) So that would have made Lala, Lala would have been born in 1989. 1990. I'm going to give you 1990, all right? That means she was born two to three years after the album Make It Last Forever was released in November of 1987. Make It Last Forever, the album, was the very first New Jack Swing album. It helped set off the New Jack Swing, which dominated black music and for and popular music if you want to ask me from the moment keep sweat came out so let's give it a few months early 1988 to 1994 and in 1994 it dropped off and that's when hip-hop soul took over uh, with mary j blige being the pioneer of that sound with a bitch ass faggot ass Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Um, I digress. The New Jack Swing era exploded early 1988 and throughout 1988 because in 1988 alone, you had massive New Jack Swing hit albums from Keep Sweat, Make It Last Forever, I'll Be Sure in Effect Mode, Bobby Brown, Rock With You, New Edition, Heartbreak. 1988 was an explosive year for the new Jack Swing, R&B. And then it continued, it continued with, with, with Guy's uh, first album, with Babyface's Tender Lover. 88, 89, it exploded the new Jack Swing. And man, when the new Jack Swing started, I was 19 years old, when Make It Last Forever, the album came out. And when I bought, and I didn't buy the album until January of 88. When I bought the album, and I bought it on an audio cassette, I played this album more than any other album I've ever played in my life. I played it on cassette, CD, and vinyl. And I've run all three into the ground. But it's funny. I wanna when I wanna was released in the winter in the fall to winter of 1987 around November 87. I was going to school in New Orleans, and then right before Christmas of 87, I came back to New York. And in New Orleans, they were playing the song all the time, and in New York, they were playing "I Wanna" all the time. And I wasn't feeling "I Wanna." Um, I'm a slow jams man. I'm a ballads man, right? And um, Lala explained how she loved I Wanna. I didn't appreciate I Wanna till years later because of the eight songs that's on Make It Last Forever, I Wanna was the only one that I wasn't feeling because it was different than the other seven songs. Why it was different? Because I Wanna, and I didn't realize this till years later, set the tone for the new Jack Swing era. You hear, you hear Teddy Riley, Use of the Casio keyboards, use of the SP-1200 sampler, 
and the Roland TR-808, in which he used to uh, get the drum, the drum sounds, the drum pro- programming the drums, and the whole nine. The new Jack Swing combined funk, gospel, hip-hop, all in one. And it was an amazing sound. And I want her. It's the perfect example. Because you hear the you hear the up-tempo beat, you hear the drums, and you hear Teddy Riley first time with his signature sound. Yup, 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 yup. And to this day, he's going, yup, yup, if he's on the track. I want is the only song of the eight songs that Teddy Riley does background vocals. Other than that, he's the co-writer and producer of all the other songs except for In the Rain which was the only cover on the album. We'll talk more about In the Ring later on. I Want Her is a funky, funky jam. And it was played throughout the clubs in New Orleans and New York. Right? I was 19 at the time. I know. Uh, how did kids say it uh, today? I was outside. And I've been outside now for over 45 to 50 years. Right? You can't tell me anything about being outside. I was outside when Keith and Teddy were the kings of New Jack Swing, the godfathers of New Jack Swing. And they started this movement and it exploded. And I Wanna is so influential in the history of soul R&B music because it was the inaugural song on the inaugural album of the New Jack Swing era which went from 19, or late 1987 to 1995 when it finally died and Hip Hop Soul took over. And Hip Hop Soul is the child of New Jack Swing because what Hip Hop Soul was, was you either had a hip hop song over soul samples, Biggie, perfect example, I'm coming, I'm coming out, right? Or soul music over either hip-hop or soul samples. Mary J. Blige's My Life, perfect example. Therefore, she's the queen of hip-hop soul. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, for those listening for the first time, you are listening to the legends of music and sports. I'm your host, OG Rob Silver. Go on to the archives after you listen to this, and you will see shows not only on Great sports athletes like Ricky Henderson, Reggie Jackson, Daryl Strawberry, Barry Sanders, Lawrence Taylor, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Dan Marino, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Allen Iverson, Patrick Ewing. The list is endless. We also have several musical tribute podcasts with the same format as what you're listening right now to. On artists like Marvin Gaye. Teddy Pendergrass, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Sade, Prince, Aaliyah. We have, we, and we will continue to churn out these uh, tributes to these legendary athletes and musicians. Why? Last week, I did an episode on Donnie Hathaway, which, man, I... I want to thank all the new listeners I got off that show. I had the largest one day, the largest one day listenership since I started the podcast last October of all my shows. And this is either the 44th or 45th show 
I'm doing on this feed. I've lost count. But man, the the praise I've gotten for the for the Donnie Hathaway show and the listeners coming out. I've got people's parents tuning in to listen to and have listened to the Donnie Hathaway podcast. Man, I am so humble and I thank all of you and I appreciate all of you. Right. Lala, I appreciate you for being a new listener. Beautiful voice note. I wanna set the standard for the greatness that is Keep Sweat and a beginning of an era that is my favorite era. Why is the New Jack Swing my favorite era? Because I was 19, going to college. Uh, I was from from New York. I was I grew up in the South Bronx, and I went to uh, Loyola University in New Orleans. And I went there from 1986 to 1989, at the height of the New Jack Swing era. And boy, talk about influential in my life is this music. I love this music. My favorite era of music. If it was up to me, if I was stranded on a deserted island, give me Prince's discography, Sade's discography, and all the albums that came out that were New Jack Swing albums. And at the top of my list would be Make It Last Forever. In my opinion, Make It Last Forever was the greatest album of the New Jack Swing era. Now we go on to a, a voice note uh, from my man who grew up in Detroit. Now I believe he lives out in Tennessee, Kobe. And Kobe, Kobe Jackson, my brother, Mr. Jackson, will be talking about his favorite song from the album, In the Rain, and then we will play In the Rain. Yo, what up, Rob? Fresh off of listening to the debut album of Keith Sweat, Make it last forever. Eight tracks of pure, unadulterated rhythm and blues. Eight tracks of grown folk music, as my mother would say. Uh, after the first listen, I got to say, favorite track off of that album is In the Rain. Something about the melody, something about the instruments. That's going to be one that I'm definitely going to circle back to. My earliest memory of hearing Keith Sweat goes back to when I was a kid. Hearing my Uncle Mark playing some of his music out of the Riviera. Um, overall, man, I got to say the presentation of the music, the image of artist. Keith Sweat was one of those guys that had everything it took to be a superstar in the genre of music. Because the music sounded the way that it needed to sound, man. What the hell happened to R&B, brother? Um, anyway... <laughs> Looking forward to hearing this podcast. I appreciate you putting me on to this first album. I'm hoping to get into some more music on this particular podcast, brother. Be safe. I appreciate you for giving me the shout out. I'm out.
Once again, shout out to Kobe for that great voice note. And In the Rain is one of my favorite songs off, the, off this album. It's top five. I mean, eight songs. My least favorite is I Wanna. Um, in the Rain is in my top five. My favorite of my favorite track on this album, I will talk later about In the Rain is one of my all-time personal favorites off this album because In the Rain signifies the type of of R&B soul ballad that I am attracted to that 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 draws me all the time and that's the heartache ballad 
This was originally sung 51 years ago by the Dramatics, written by Tony Hester, in the rain. And their 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 version is a is a soulful, almost taking you back to the days of doo-wop. While Keith Sweat version is more guttural, more bare-boned, more passionate, if you ask me, because this is the beginning of a trend that Keith will continue to today, where he is either begging for a woman's love or begging for the woman to come back to him or crying. In the rain, I want to go outside in the rain to, to a hide these tears. He's going outside because he's crying. The woman broke his heart. The woman is leaving him. It's over. And he tells her, I need to, please let me go outside. <laughs> and the rain will wipe away his tears. He could hide the tears through the rain because if the rain is falling down your cheeks, it's camouflaging your tears from you crying about the woman who has broken your heart. Keith is the master of the begging a woman soul ballad, of the heartache soul ballad, and you'll hear a few more on this podcast. And Keith's career, we will probably do three parts. It's the first of probably three parts, at least. Part one is make it last forever. Part two, we will be looking at three out three uh three or four of his next albums. And part three, we will be looking at another album plus the great LSG group with him, with him, Gerald Levert, and Johnny Gill. So uh this is the you know this is the first of at least three parts of our tribute on Keith Sweat's incredible career. And Indurane sets the tone for the rest of his career where he's begging or getting his heart broken. But ladies and gentlemen, do not let Keith's music fool you. On on wax, on CD, on vinyl, on tape, he sounds like the victim. Oh, Keith keeps getting his heart broken. While in real life, Keith is one of the biggest womanizers in the history of soul music. Uh, I think, my own personal opinion, Keith, who keeps a very good-looking dude, still to this day, and Keith now is 60, he's going on 62, 63 years old. Keith's a great-looking dude, all right? Even to this day, he's aged phenomenally. But I believe back in the day, Keith used these type of songs to have women drawn to him and women like, oh, how could that tall, dark, good-looking brother have his heart broken by a woman? Keith, let me nurture you. Keith, come here. I'm sorry, Keith. Keith would eat it up and Keith would get one woman after another, after another, after another. Keith was not getting his heart broken. On wax he was, but in real life, he was the heartbreaker, including his beautiful ex-wife, Lisa Wu, who uh, he has uh, two children from, and they were married for about a decade. And um, I believe she was on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I think he made a couple of cameo appearances. I don't know. I know my lady, 
has watched that show forever, and and my mother's a huge fan of that show. I do know that the voluptuous, big booty, sexy Candy Burris has been a part of that show for many, many years. Candy, a per- also a personal favorite of my mother. My mother always said she wished she had a daughter. She wished Candy was her daughter. But, Mom, if Candy was your daughter, I wouldn't be able to look at her. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Keith, Keith's a big-time player and heartbreaker. And I think it's just, you know, he takes advantage of women thinking that he's been victimized. No, you're the victim. He's the you're the prey, and he's the and, and, and he's the I don't know. I'm not going to call him a stalker because Keith doesn't have to stalk. Anyway, that was in the rain by the legendary Keith Sweat off the Make It Last Forever album. The next voice note is my brother from Detroit, Zach. After Zach talks, we will be playing. Tell me, it's me you want. Yo, you cannot talk 90s R&B without talking about Key Sweat. You just can't do it. You can't fucking do it. Two of his joints, that's my all-time, one of my all-time favorites. Gotta be on any R&B playlist, regardless of the era. Twist it and make it last forever. Maybe make it, make it last forever a little bit more, because Twist it was kind of whiny. That's still my shit, though. That's my favorite Keith joint. But overall, man, you can't talk 90s R&B without talking Keith Sweat. I think one of the coolest things about him is he had that kind of like Mac mentality where, hey, like, this ain't just no industry shit. This ain't no artist. Like, yo, this is me. Like, I really do this. I'm really smooth. I'm really dapper. So as a young, and I always thought that was cool about him. You know, and then you got to admire how he pivoted his career, you know, doing um, radio doing you know black films like yo keith been kept a bag after all these years and it's always nice to see someone really be able to reinvent their career in different ways so i think that's cool i think it's dope but uh yeah man keith easily 90s legend can't have an r&b playlist without at least one or two of his tracks but uh make it last forever and twist it definitely two of my top phase man
Shout out to to my man, Zach, from Detroit. And he makes a great point about Keith Sweat constantly reinventing himself when he first started. He was that smooth brother with the with the nasal vocals who was uh, begging on the microphone to, to uh, acting and on the radio with the Sweat Hotel. And I'll get more into his radio program later on because one of our voice notes deals with with him being on the radio today and him being a massive success, probably the number one syndicated radio uh, slow jam program on the planet is the Sweat Hotel, but more about that later on. Zach makes a great point. Now, with Tell Me, It's Me You Want, the song that you just heard, this is Keith begging at his ultimate i mean he is just pouring it on with the begging and um kudos to teddy riley and keep sweat 
they wrote a masterpiece with this song. You see the pattern. It began when we played In the Rain, and it will continue. Uh, even I Want Her, which is an up-tempo, funky ba- uh, 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 track, like a club song. He's begging in that song, the very first song we play. I want to, yep, yep, I want to give, I want to get it like that, sugar. I want to do it like, he wants to, he's looking at this, basically, Keith sees this girl with a pretty face and a fat ass walking past him, and he's like, I want her. Yep, yep, I want her. I want that, baby. And he's begging her for his, for his affection. Tell me it's me you want. It's him. It's, I'm not sure if he's in the relationship. I think she wants to break up with him, but he's telling him, he's telling her, I, like he says in the song, I know a man ain't supposed to cry, so why don't I just wipe these tears off my eyes? You tell me you want to leave me. Yes, she's trying to leave him. No, 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 girl. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'll never let you go. He's begging her to stay. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, he's either begging you to get with him or begging you not to leave him. Like in the rain, he's heartbroken and he's like, let me get outside and wipe my tears. Song that, of course, was released 16 years before he he covered it by the dramatics. But it's the perfect addition to make it last forever as it's a song about heartache and uh, begging with uh, great instrumentals off the drum machines that Teddy Riley used to begin to begin to and to begin to implement the new Jack Swings uh, sound and to catapult Keith Sweat into the next stratosphere. This is Keith Sweat's debut album, "Make It Last Forever," and from the moment I wanna. And then you hear In the Rain and Tell Me It's Me, you won other songs on here. Keith Sweat in 1988 is red motherfucking hot. I mean, on fire. In 1988, when it comes to black artists, well, there was only a few bigger than Keith Sweat that had a bigger year in 1988. Of course, Prince and Michael, because they both had great albums. Uh, Prince had... Love Sexy, and Michael Jackson's Bad was all over the radio um, in 1988. Sade had a massive, massive album, and go back to the archives. I cover that album on the Sade. Uh, when you, if you go and listen to the Sade episode here on the Legends of Sports and Music, that episode is five and a half hours because I, I put together parts one and two, and it looks at her first three albums, Stronger Than Pride being the third one. And in 1988, you can make an argument Stronger Than Pride was the best out of all these albums. 1988 was a massive year for R&B music. Never mind you, Jack Swing. You had Any Heartbreak. You had Don't Be Cruel by Bobby Brown. Or Rock With You. I keep forgetting. Don't Be Cruel. I, I keep forgetting what's the title album of one of the greatest albums of the 80s, Bobby Brown's album. Love Sexy by Prince, Bad by Michael Jackson. You had In Effect Mode by I'll Be Sure, and of course, the sensational Make It Last Forever. Keith Sweat was red hot. Sold three million albums in 1988. Three million albums of Make It Last Forever. Triple platinum. And 
without having to cross over on purpose. Keith Sweat never crossed over. Keith Sweat stayed a soul singer from the minute. Him and Teddy Riley got together and did make it last forever to today, even hosting a soul music R&B slow jam overnight program, The Sweat Hotel. He stayed true to his roots. A lot of singers cannot say that. Keith has always stayed black. Keith has never tried to garner the white audience like a lot of great R&B artists do. They purposely cross over, not Keith Sweat. Keith, Keith Sweat always stayed black and foremost. Man, um, tell me it's me you want. Wipe these. And then he goes, uh, let me see. Uh, I got your one love. I, I want to be just with you, girl, baby. I've got to give it to you. I want to give my love. I want to be your one and only lover, baby. He's begging the hell out of him. Now, uh, fellas, to be honest with you, this shit really doesn't work. What Keith was doing doesn't work for the average looking dude. It only worked for Keith because Keith was this tall, dark, good looking brother with, hello, this is Keith Sweat, with that great voice. We'll talk more about his voice. Keith, got one, Keith has one of the greatest voices of all time. Speaking voices, not singing voices. I wouldn't even put, Keith's probably not even in the top 100 all time. So singing voices, but when it comes to speaking, with that deep voice, that just keeps sweat. Yeah, I met Gerald Levert when I was 19 years old, struggling. Gerald and I became good friends. Keith has that debonair voice, which helped him transition onto radio. That voice can make love to a woman over the radio. And so if you don't sound like Keith, if you don't look like Keith, you can't beg like Keith. But... A lot of brothers tried that beg begging thing like Keith, trying to be like Keith. And instead of getting the girl like Keith got, they got their feelings hurt. <laughs> so, fellas, never follow Keith. Keith, Keith is blessed in all, in, in, in all the things that God didn't give you. Now, before we go on to the next song, Right in the Wrong Way, we will be hearing uh, the vo a voice note from... A new listener who is going through all our shows like Lala. My brother from Africa and and Dumbe. And Dumbe will come up with, with a we will hear his voice note, then we will hear right in a wrong way. Hey yo, my man Rob. First of all, I wanna congratulate you for what you're doing for the culture, bro. This podcast is amazing. One of the best I'm listening right now. The tributes are just dope. The way you're honoring the legacies of those music greats is just amazing. Dope stuff. So today we are here to talk about K Sweat debut album named Make It Last Forever which to me is one of the best R&B albums of all time and arguably the one who shaped New Jack Swing the way it was in the in the 90s this album 
its list is filled with it, such as I Want Her, Make It Last Forever, the track, Don't Stop Your Love, Something Just Ain't Right. But mind you, my favorite, my favorite song on this album is Right on the Wrong Way, which is the song where he's quoting his girl, confessing how deep is his love for her. To me, it's just a perfect song. I remember the first, like one of the first couple times I played this song. I had this girl back then. I actually use such line from this song in the poem I wrote her and she loved it and that's why to me it still holds this emotional value to this day yeah this uh, this album is just good like uh, people should play it like it's a it's a five mic classic like five mics classic just perfect album and I, I end this note by thanking you to have offered me the honor of sending my thoughts on this album. Thank you very much, my brother. Be safe.
First and foremost, I want to thank Ndube for those beautiful words he said about me. Appreciate you, big man. Appreciate you, my brother from another mother, my brother from the homeland. Um, What you said about my show. I do this show for men like you, for women like Lala, uh, Mabinti, Cheyenne, all you loyal listeners out there. I uh, my brother Kobe, uh, Zach, uh, shout out to my man Jay Baby is out in Long Island, New York. Uh, my man Pace, uh, Pace so forever hard from Baltimore. Loyal listeners who rock with me with everything I do. And if you don't know the OG Rob Silver, you know that he, me, I'm not trying to be like Ricky Henderson speaking in the third person, but I'm going to do that. Fuck it. The OG Rob Silver podcast is ass off. I have a boxing podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. You can 
all platforms available. I have uh, the Legends of Sports and Music podcast on all platforms available. You hear me three, four times a week, right, on this microphone talking about baseball, basketball, football, hip-hop, soul, and boxing, right? Love to do it. I love to talk about it. This is great therapy for me, all right? Um, Three months ago, I lost my son, and it's been podcasting that has helped me overcome my loss. I mean, I'm never going to get over losing my only baby, my only child, but me talking to you people, me talking about the things that I love, the things that I did with him that furthered my love for music and furthered my love for him and his love for me. And of course, the memory of my father who passed away 22 years ago. Doing these shows helped me and comforted me with my losses of the two men I love the most in this world. My father who passed away 22, 22 years ago and my son who passed away three three months ago. So um, this has always been therapeutic and it will continue to be uh, self-therapy, needed therapy, and just bringing out great memories that I've had throughout my lifetime. And right in the wrong way has one of the greatest memories I ever had um, in meeting a woman. But before I get into it, and Doombe mentioned how he used lines from this song to get what to 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 get a. Uh, to get with a woman, to get with a woman that he was interested in. So uh, Keith was preaching and Keith was uh, Keith was mentoring my brother from Africa on how to get a woman. And he used the lines from this song. Well, the first time that I had sex with a woman I was dating in New Orleans back in the fall of 1988, it was right before the winter. Um, I was dating this young lady named Angela. She was 17. I was 20. Her 18th birthday was December December 18th was her 18th birthday. December 18th, 1988. She was born on December 18th, 1970. And she invited me over to her, to her house because her mother was a nurse and her mother worked the graveyard shift midnight to 8. So she had me come over um, after midnight, it was her 18th birthday when the clock strike midnight that December 18th. And she was like, I'm, I'm ready for you. And she played this song. And while she was playing this song, uh, Angela was the type, was my type. And anybody who knows me knows my type. Five foot four or shorter. Angela was five foot four. I'm five foot six. Pretty face fat ass and muscular thigh uh calves and thick thighs and so she was wearing a thong and panties when i came over and she started grinding me grinding me and then one thing led to another and she was riding me as i was giving her back shots and it was beautiful and we was we were playing this song and it was just beautiful the first time we did it. And, man, I was 20, so I had so much stamina. 
I must have ejaculated three, four times that night. I forget. It's been almost 30, uh, no, longer than that. Yeah, 34 years. It's been almost 34 years because I'm 54 and I was 20. I'm 54 now. I was 20 at the time. But what made me, made me laugh was I tried and desperately to try and not nut until the song was over. But then when he started going, we'd be, we'll be like two lovebirds in a tree, twiddly diddly, no, what, twid, twiddly, twiddly do. Whatever the fuck he said. That's when um I had to pull out and I exploded. And she was laughing. She was laughing. <laughs> oh man, what a night! Um, we still we stayed together for the next couple of months. We broke up in February of the following year, nineteen eighty nine, because um, I started seeing my first love, Tracy, and I was seeing both. I was seeing both of them, but I wasn't feeling Angela anymore because Tracy was the one I really loved, and so. When I broke, I broke up with Angela right before Valentine's Day, and boy, did she curse me the fuck out. That's a story for another day. But that's what uh, right in the wrong way takes me back to December of uh, December eighteenth, nineteen eighty-eight, the first time Angela and I had sex out in um, New Orleans East. For those who've been from who lived in New Orleans and. Um, she didn't live too far from the Lake Forest Mall. Look, I don't know what New Orleans is structured today after the hurricane, but I know back then she lived in New Orleans East and she lived maybe five minutes from the Lake Forest Mall. Uh, my brothers Kevin Galloway and Terrence Wilson would uh know better than I and I and um brothers hit me up on Twitter and let me know. If that Lake Forest Mall still exists, still out there in New Orleans East. All right, enough uh, reminiscing about past loves. Let's get on to the next voice note. The next voice note is from my brother Carl, Brooklyn's own Carl, um, another native New Yorker. I'm loving how I'm. I'm not only am I connecting with brothers from Africa. Brothers from Tennessee, brothers from Detroit, sisters from Detroit. But I'm connecting with brothers and sisters from New York. Lala, perfect example. And now, uh, of course, Carl. And after Carl talks, we're going to play Something Just Ain't Right. I want to say thanks to Rob, the Master Chronicler, for asking me to say a few words about Keith Sweat. Uh, when I first heard uh, I Warner blow up off uh, Keith's uh, Make It Last Forever debut album, I was like, oh, this brother from Uptown is bringing it. You know, uh, just finding out he was from Harlem, even though I'm from Brooklyn, just wanted to support, you know, a brother locally doing his thing. And then, you know, that, that album had no skips. You can listen through it, you know, to it all the way, all the way through. And, you know, Keith's vocals, along with the production of Teddy Riley, I believe was really, you can consider the introduction to the world of New Jack Swing. I know people may attribute that to Bobby Brown, but, you know, that Keith, that Keith Sweat Make It Last Forever album uh, was released prior to Bobby's album. Also, you know, Keith has just been like a, 
a standout and he's just been consistent over such a long period of time. He's he's you know, he's been out what, maybe thirty five, forty years and he has a consistent formula. And I know people joke and say he begs, he croons, but you know, Keith is that R and B lover man. You know, that's what he's cut from. He's that R and B crooner. And, you know, that's what's actually contributed to that consistency over 15 studio albums. I believe 13 are like solo albums and two with the R&B supergroup, Levert, Sweat, Gill. So, you know, and also, you know, plenty of nights when something was going to jump off, putting Keith on, you can't go wrong. So I just want to, you know, say thanks again to Rob for paying homage to the greats that have contributed to our culture and just, you know, making this a learning experience. Hopefully it's somebody that uh, may listen to this and may not know much about T-Sweat. I don't know how they couldn't, but I'm sure the way Robert put it together, you know, it'll definitely be a learning experience even for someone as myself that's kind of been around since he's first been out. Thanks again, Rob, and thanks for, uh, you know, holding the torch.
something just ain't right. Another heart-wrenching, heartache ballad by Keith as the subject in the song is he can't sleep at night because deep down inside, he feels that his woman is cheating on him. And something that I want to share with you people out there. And I'm sure a lot of you have gone through the same thing. And I'm going to tell you what my mother told me when I was a little boy. And 99 times out of 100, it's been correct. If your instincts tell you something is going on, 99 times out of 100, something is going on. If you think something just ain't right, 99 times out of 100, something just ain't right. Kudos to Carl with that great voice note. First of all, I appreciate and thank you for the kind words about my program. He called me the master chronicler. I've always been a historian of um, R&B soul music. I'm a boxing historian, a baseball historian, a sports historian, period. And a movie historian, movie buff, however you want to call it. I mean, those are the things, other than my beautiful lady and every woman I've been in love with my entire life, passionate about the women I'm with at the time, the woman I'm with at the time, my lady, today and uh, many of the other loves I've talked about on previous podcasts. I'm passionate about boxing the most, baseball, and soul music. Passionate. So, yes, I want to chronicle the history. He calls me the master chronicler because I chronicle the history that many have forgotten about. My job on these podcasts and what I do for you people out there is the three E's. Educate, entertain, and enlighten. That's what I try to do with the best of my ability. And when I'm passionate about a subject, whether it be by New York Mets, baseball history, um, all the great athletes, of the uh, all the great baseball players of the past, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., Daryl Strawberry, Ricky Henderson, Reggie Jackson, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, Mike Piazza, etc., Tom Seaver, etc., or boxes. And the line is longer than the, uh, the than the community hall, okay, of of the boxing knowledge that I know. Um, fifty four years old, and there's not a man out there on this planet that knows the sport of boxing, the history of boxing better than me, right? No one. And when it comes to R and B music, soul music, I'm not going to say. I know the history better than anybody, but my subjects that I talk about, I know the history as well as anybody. And the history of Keith Sweat. Carl brought up that a lot of people attributed Bobby Brown's album in 1988, Don't Be Cruel, with uh, it being the beginning of the New Jack Swing era. Nope, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, it was Keith Sweat and Teddy Riley co-writing and producing make it last forever and we almost didn't have the new jack swing era because when keith first met teddy believe it was 1985 1986 keith at the time was 25 years old i believe he was in the group gq 
which would disband later that year. I believe they disbanded in 1986. Keith heard of Teddy Riley because Keith had worked with, uh, what's my brother's name? Oh, man. Oh, I know. Well, Kumo D. There you go. He worked with Kumo D. Before Kumo D, Teddy Riley produced one of the greatest hip-hop records of all time. 1985's The Show, Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, the Get Fresh crew. Teddy Riley was producer of that song. He was only 17. Teddy Riley and I the same age. We were both we were both born same year. We're both the same age now. We're both 54. Teddy Riley was 17 when he produced the show. Which, if you haven't heard the show, turn this program off and go find it and go listen to it and come on back. And you'll see that I was right. Classic with the Inspector Gadget beat. When Keith met Teddy, both from Harlem, Keith asked Teddy, could you work with him on this new project that he's trying to put together? And Teddy told Keith, I don't deal with R&B music. I'm strictly hip hop. Keith kept begging. <laughs> Talk about apropos. Kept begging Teddy because Keith, Keith saw the genius in Teddy and knew that if he got with Teddy, they can make magic together. Teddy finally relented and went ahead and helped Keith create this masterpiece called Make It Last Forever, created the New Jack Swing um, era and sound, and took Teddy and Keith to heights that they would have never gotten to had they never worked together. Think about this. Because of Teddy... Um. Trusting Keith and to begin working with Keith, he got to not only do this masterpiece with Keith Sweat, he wrote and produced My Prerogative for Bobby Brown, which was a massive hit in 1988. Okay. Guy's first two albums, massive hits, especially when he got Aaron Hall to sing lead. <laughs> unbelievable and yes in the future i will do a guy um you'll be hearing a lot of new jack artists on this podcast we'll be doing musical tributes to all of them guy jodeci heavy d the whole nine all right we've already done mary j blige what's the fall one and we're doing today keep sweats make it last forever and finally if it wasn't for keith Getting Teddy to work with him, begging him, and finally Teddy trusting Keith to combine their talents, Teddy Riley would have never gotten the ear of Michael Jackson because when Michael Jackson heard the work that Teddy Riley was doing with Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown, and Guy, Michael Jackson went and he went. And he sought out Teddy Riley and told Teddy, I want you to be the main producer of Dangerous. Follow along with the Michael Jackson podcast. That will be part four. Part three will be dealing with bad, but part four will be dangerous. We'll be talking about the masterwork that Teddy Riley did with Michael Jackson. And the rest is history. Teddy Riley, Keith Sweat made history together will make it last forever.
and their careers skyrocketed in 2022, 35 years later, after the release of Make It Last Forever, both men are legends and icons in soul R&B music history. Kudos to the great Teddy Riley for allowing his ego to uh, be set aside in order to work with the great, great Keith Sweat. And now we go on to the next voice note by my beautiful friend, Aja. Check her out on Twitter, Aja the Writer, A-J-A the Writer. Go to her go to her Twitter page, click on the links for her books, her books. She's an incredible writer. She writes romance novels. She writes erotic novels. All right. You need an aphrodisiac to get you and your woman hot and bothered. Read one of her books. All right. Listen to her voice, though. She has the most soothing voice. I mean, you're gonna hear this her voice note, and you're gonna be like, damn. And by the way, fellas, forget it. She's taken. Don't even try it. Don't go on the DMs, all right? Buy her books, but don't even try to talk to her because you will get you, you will get slapped in the face verbally by, by, by right. She's a master writer. Love this woman. She's a gentle soul. She is a beautiful soul. And this voice note is a beautiful voice note. Leading into my all-time favorite Keep Sweat song. During the New Jack Swing era, my two favorite ballads are I Don't Want to Do Anything Else, which I talked about on the Mary J. Blige podcast, which is available on this feed, all right? Any platform out there, because we're on Apple, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon. You name it, we're on it, right? Check the Mary J. Blige, watch the 411 episode, and we talk uh, extensively about that amazing duet with Casey Haley and Mary J. Blige. The only other New Jack Swing ballad duo on that level, in my opinion, is the song we're going to play after Aja's voice note, Make It Last Forever. I'm going to play Aja. I'm going to play Make It Last Forever, and then we're going to talk for more than a minute on Make It Last Forever, the single. When I think about Make It Last Forever, it reminds me of, it's either the summer of 87 or 88, me being in summer camp and us getting ready to go to the skating rink and I was excited because it was one of my favorite activities that we did a couple of times a month in camp and it was one of my favorite activities because I was great at it I had good core strength I could skate frontwards backwards I could spin I could do all the tricks but the other reason was that Kenny my crush would also be there he came to camp that day he would miss a few of the days of the week um but that day he was there and i was excited because it meant we would have the opportunity to skate together and i remember us arriving at the the skating rink and 
him going to the counter to get one of those like dusty pairs of skates and me pulling my pretty pink purple and white skates out of my book bag and putting them on and then when it was all said and done getting into the rink and going round and round to some song we were side by side and you know just having a good time talking smiling he was not only my crush but I believe I was his I believe I he really liked me as well and I'll never forget make it last forever came on make it last you know and we looked at each other and we smiled because it wasn't the first time I had heard the song and I'm guessing it wasn't the first time Kenny had heard the song but the song was just there was something about it that just made me feel warm and gooey and I'm assuming that it made Kenny feel the same way but we never discussed it because again he's my crush nothing more and I'm not old enough for it to be anything else but us going around this this skating rink the songs like that you know during that time um were just special it was just good r&b just good music some of the artists out you know gerald lavert whitney houston you know they put out music that just even made you want to dance it made you want to groove and i'm guessing for the adults who really knew what was being said in these songs you know it made them want to get it on with their lover looking back i know that um i had no clue but my heart knew my heart knew that it was listening to good music Keith sweat was begging he was whining but he came from a generation of R&B vocalists, male R&B vocalists that weren't afraid to show their vulnerability in music. There was a poetic way at asking a woman for her body, for her time, for her heart, for that thing that, you know, no one else had but her. There was a way of asking for it in music and it was kind of like it reflected life in how men approached women to court them. And I believe a lot of that is missing now from music and in a lot of the relationships um, that I'm seeing just based on observation. It's like a lot of things are transactional. And while there is definitely an exchange between men and women all the time, always has been, always will be. I believe that the way that you go about asking for someone, whether it's the physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's materialistic, the way that you go about it is what makes all the difference in the world. And that is definitely reflected in the art that comes out. The art that was coming out in the 90s and the 80s, the 90s, and the early 2000s um, when Keith Sweat was most active was really about men saying, you know, you are special and let me show you. Let me show you all the things that are special about you. Let me show, show you what all of that is doing to me, okay? And... That way, you know that when you hand me very willingly what it is I want, 
you're going to be happy that you did. I mean, like, isn't that beautiful? I think that's just so beautiful. And it's so romantic. And it's what I write about. So asking me to recall and share uh, my thoughts on Keith Sweat, especially Make It Last Forever. Uh, I believe that was his debut album. I really hope so, since I'm doing this recording. Um, brought back a lot of fond memories of Day Camp and just a lot of the songs that we were hearing on the radio. It made me think about Karen White's Superwoman. And I don't know if it was that summer or the following one, but just how grown I was in my mind, like my own mind, and how I was singing along with Karen talking about early in the morning I put breakfast on your table like I wasn't putting no breakfast anywhere Robert (laughs) but I sang it like I was I was convinced and I mean that's just the beauty of like good music is how it just convinces you of things that you either have no idea of Or maybe you've heard of, but you just haven't experienced, or maybe you've experienced it and it gives you a new outlook on how you experience it. Now you have a new perception. Now you're looking at the man differently because you're hearing, you know, his story when he was asking for all that. Maybe now he, you actually believe men can be vulnerable, that they do have hearts that they are putting themselves out on the line when they're asking for you. I imagine it takes a lot of courage. And here was this man that was smooth and cool. I'm talking about Keith and Kenny. (laughs) But this man that was smooth and cool begging for something and asking for your mercy. Please, baby, just give it to me. Let me have a taste. Mm, just amazing so Robert thank you so much for um the reminder of my childhood before I even reached an age where I could truly appreciate what I heard but also um make me reflect on such good music that I carry with me now is like the foundation of what romance should be about and I, and it helped me understand what it was I was looking for in court, in like courtships, um, and in relationships. Uh, once I reached an age that was appropriate for it, and just reminding me of the innocence of just enjoying music and nothing else.
Before I break down the greatness of the title track from Make It Last Forever, Make It Last Forever, I want to comment on Aja's very, very, very interesting voice note. And she said a, she said a mouthful there. She said a few things that I want to talk about. First of all, Kenny, if you're out there listening, you should have stepped up, big man. <laughs> I'm messing with, I'm messing with Aja. You know, that was a, you know, it was a childhood crush. But that's a beautiful story about that song, and you know, taking it back to day camp, and they're skating at the skating rink, and they're skating to that song. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I remember back in 1980. When I was 12 years old, right before six, right before the end of sixth grade, before I was going to go to seventh grade. Now, in New York City, it's not called middle school like the rest of the country. In New York City, it's called junior high school. And the junior high school I went to, it was seventh and eighth grade were the junior high schools. A grades and then you go to high school ninth grade to 12th grade and i had a crush on a young lady named triwa you know uh aja's crush was kenny mine was a young caramel complected beautiful 12 year old girl i was 12 at the time called triwa and we went on a skating trip the the, the school and um <laughs> Trevor asked me if I wanted to skate with her, and I was all, oh, man, I was ready to go. 
Only problem was I didn't know how to skate. And I fumbled and fell two, three times. And then she was like, forget it, Robert. I'm going to go skate with somebody else. Oh, man, my heart was broken. Oh, shattered like glass. Luckily for Kenny and Aja, they could skate. And they probably tore up the skating rink at around probably the same age. I was up. I'm going to venture a guess and say Aja was eight or nine. Um, Aja could correct me if I'm wrong. By the way, Aja, it was the summer of 88. Because that's when Make It Last Forever was on the radio throughout the entire country. Right? Yes, he started in Harlem. And the album Make It Last Forever was an immediate success in New York. Because Keith Sweat was a New York artist from Harlem. And WBLS and KISS FM, the major R&B soul stations of that era, were playing everything on his album all year long, but it caught on fire throughout the entire country. Make It Last Forever, I believe, went as high as number two on the R&B billboard charts. So Make It Last Forever, not only was the album triple platinum, but the single was a massive, massive success. And it was played throughout the entire country. I know, because in 1988, while I the first half of the year I lived in New York, the second half of the year, I went back to Loyola University in New Orleans, and that song and the entire album was being played both in New Orleans and New York. So if it's playing in New York and New Orleans, it's playing in L.A., it's playing in Chicago, it's playing in Detroit, etc. I have listeners from all over the country and all over the world, but all over the country, you guys can vouch the fact that Make It Last Forever, the album and the single, was a massive hit. Massive hit. So yes. Now, to piggyback on what Aja was talking about as far as today, men courting women and how Keith, with his style, showed how you can ask something from a woman and get what you want from that woman by being A, a gentleman and being romantic and courting that woman. That's what Keith brought into his music. That's what Aaron Hallwood guy would bring into his music. That would that's what Jodeci would bring in their music. Boys to Men would bring into their music. Christopher Williams. All right. I'm not going to mention the pedophile. He brought it in his music, but there were some underlying themes there that I'm gonna shoot down right now and not talk any more about it. But we're talking about the most successful art, Babyface. Perfect example. Babyface wrote music his entire career courting women. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will be doing a tribute podcast down the line on Babyface. Um, it's going to be one part songs he wrote for other groups and another part solo hits of his own. But we will do a Babyface. But Babyface and Keith Sweat were master songwriters about courting women and being romantic. Aja knows. She's a romance novel writer. She's an erotic uh, storyteller. She writes about men romancing women, men courting women, and men and women getting together with full unconditional love. Today, like Aja said, first and foremost, the music. Um, I've heard a lot of complaints. I've had the same complaints. But let me tell you people out there, there are a lot of great young artists out there today, soul artists, 
that do not have the platform that keeps what babyface, the pedophile, Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, uh, Luther, Christopher Williams. They had R&B stations throughout the country that played soul music and soul music only. None of this number one hip hop and R&B. No, no. They would play so, predominant soul music throughout the day and at night, especially on on weeknights, on the weekends, weekend evenings, you would have a four or five hour block of hip hop music where you'd have a DJ. Like in New York, we had Mr. Magic's Rap Attack, Chuck Chill Out, and we had, what's my man's name? DJ Red Alert. They all had programs that would come on Friday and Saturday nights for like 10 p.m. to 2 in the morning, four-hour blocks where they would play the latest hip-hop hits and they would uh, mix it with old-school hip-hop, the whole not and hip-hop, underground hip-hop that you that no one had heard and was being discovered by listening to their programs, right? Nowadays, the entire country, it's, it's 95% hip-hop, and of that 95%, it's the same five artists, Drake, Kanye, Little Baby, Da Baby, Kendrick, and look, uh, Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B, and now uh, I believe Nikki, Nikki's back out, back out with some new mu- music, but she's been a huge favorite of radio. Um, that being said, Great young artists like Leon Bridges, Lucky Day, Seven Streeter. They don't have radio stations, urban radio stations, black music stations that play predominantly soul and R&B music like I did, like Aja did when we were kids. Growing up in New York in the 1980s, late 70s to late 90s, we had WBLS and KISS FM play the latest R&B soul soul music and then on the weekends we'd have uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Friday night Saturday nights dedicated to hip-hop only hip-hop like uh, Mr. Magic uh, DJ uh, Chuck Chill Out and um, DJ Red Alert they would play from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m the latest hip-hop songs, underground hip-hop, and old-school classics. And they would mix mix it together. It would would be great. But during the day, except for your one or two or three red-hot hip-hop songs, it would be predominantly soul and R&B music. You don't have any radio stations today do that. It's 95% hip-hop. It's annoying. So young men today... Do not have the music that I had, that Aja had growing up, listening to Keith Sweat, Christopher Williams, Jodeci, Guy, Michael Jackson, Prince, Lionel Richie, Brian McKnight, Luther. They were on the air, they were on the radio, black radio airwaves, singing love songs. And you would be inspired by those love songs. Men, like Aja was talking about in her voice note you be inspired by those songs to court a woman, right? Many of my, uh, uh, <laughs> I've had so many experiences with dating women 
and then we connected over the music like make it last forever okay i'll get i'll get to that in a, a minute breaking down make it last forever but you don't have radio stations across the country that play these great young artists leon bridges is a soul musical great and he sells out whenever he goes on tour radio city music hall he sold out about five six times all right and that's without airplay he doesn't sell records like he should because he doesn't get the airplay he deserves and because of that you have young men 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 what the fuck are they talking to girls about? Oh, you heard the latest a little baby, the baby, and be a young boy? The nonsense they're spitting? They're not spitting anything romantic. Nah, nah. They're, they're disparaging women. They're not uplifting women like the Brian McKnight's and the Keith Sweats did. They put women on a pet pedestal, baby face. They wrote about women the way... They want to look at their mother the way they want their mother treated. These young trap rappers and these young um, rappers that are talking about sex and drugs and violence, they're disrespecting women. Now, let me get off my soapbox and get on to make it last forever. This is a perfect song. The passion that Jackie McGee and Keith Sweat sing with throughout this entire song is on the same level as K.C. Haley and Mary J. Blige's I'll Do Anything. Those, in my opinion, are the two greatest duets of the New Jack Swing era. Just flawless. And the music Teddy Riley played on Make It Last Forever. If you just listen to the instrumental, Sans, Keith, and Jackie's voices... Teddy Riley did a masterpiece of a job with his drum machine, with his keyboard, his Casio. He put this music together, and his music plus Keith and Jackie's vocals make this one of, in my opinion, one of the four greatest ballads of all time. My other three being Adore by Prince, Love You, Need You, Want You by Patti LaBelle, and loving you by the OJs. Make it last forever. Those are my four greatest ballads of all time. I mean, those are wedding songs. Make it last forever, unfortunately. I've never while I've had sex to make it last forever, it was never passionate as far as love making. It was raw, passionate sex between two people acting like animals and heat dogs and heat that was myself and my beloved son's mother when we first started dating and um up until the time um we broke up due to her drug addiction and i took my son and moved back in with my parents more on that story if you listen to my nas podcast and so i even talked about it on the I believe on the Mary J. Blige and Donnie Hathaway story. It's on. It, it's an ongoing topic throughout my uh, music podcast because I always talk lovingly about my son and my father. Um, 
I have made passionate love to adore. For more on that, go to the Prince Part 1 um, episode where I talk about my first love and how we made love to adore. Love you, need you, want you, and loving you. Wedding songs, man. I mean, those are great, and I will cover those extensively when I do a Patti LaBelle and OJ's tribute down the line. Perfect ballads, five mic ballads, love making ballads. Um, we don't get that anymore, man. I mean, the music is out there, but you have to f- you have to search for it. Back in my day, back in Aja's day, back when Cheyenne uh, was a little girl, and you'll be hearing Cheyenne soon with her voice note. Uh, back when Carl was a young man. Back when my buddy Michael, you'll be hearing later on in the podcast. Back when Kobe. All you listeners over the age of 35, you remember when you were kids how you had beautiful ballads on the radio consistently. Not anymore. We got to find a way to incorporate love back into our community. Love back onto the radio stations that are corrupt and criminal American white-owned corporations that brainwash black youths into thinking it's cool to sh- to, to shoot them up, uh, uh, sexually violate women, and call women bitches, and call my brothers and sisters the N-word. I'm tired of the bullshit, all right? Let's get back to the make it last forevers and loving you. Now, speaking of Cheyenne, I will be playing her voice note. She talks about the love she has for the next song that we're going to play, Don't Stop Your Love. Hello, hello. Um, This is Cheyenne Lene, a.k.a. Motor City Oprah. And, oh my goodness, um, Keith Sweat. First off, uh, being a Detroit native, the first thing that I think of when I um, <laughs> when I hear the name Q Sweat these days is the Sweat Hotel. I'm not exactly sure, like if that's a national, like syndicated show, or you know if that's you know just special and specific to us or what. But um, the Sweat Hotel is. Man, it's uh, it's very interesting to hear, like, the ladies call and, you know, talk to him and tell their stories and everything like that. And I, I just think it's always funny because he has, you know, Keith Sweat got that unique voice and that unique singing voice. So, and I feel like, you know, when people, um, they're on the radio, they already have to, like, put on a different type of voice. So, just... Keith Sweat animating his voice even more is just it's just entertaining to say the least. So like hearing him like late night putting the extra sexy sauce on top of his already deep voices is um is one of my favorite things. But anyway, of course, um by default, you already know Rob. I love Keith Sweat due to LSG, Levert Sweat and Gill, man. Like, even though he had a hell of a solo career, um, I think my 
favorite Keith Sweat song is, uh, I would say, um, Don't Stop Your Love. I love that song. Like, it just, as soon as the beat drop, it come in just so, like, it's no buildup. It's, it's no, like, nothing. Like, he just come in, girl. <laughs> I love it. Like, energy from start to finish. Like, I, I love Keith Sweat. But, of course, with him um, and LSG with uh, Gerald LeVert and Johnny Gill, I, I know people like to give Keith Sweat a little bit of flack for his, uh, let me say uniqueness of his singing voice but I don't mind it like I'm all for people who have something to bring to the table because we like to talk so much these days about how everybody sounds the same and nobody has anything that stands out from the next person but nobody sound like Keith Sweat okay <laughs> nobody in fact, one of my favorite things to do is like when I'm a little bit intoxicated and I like to do some real bad karaoke, I love to sing like in my uh, cute sweat voice. But um, I love his uniqueness and I love what he brings to the table. I know you said that you don't uh, that you've never watched the verses, but he was very entertaining in his verses with uh, Bobby Brown. Um Keith Sweat is like, he's just one of them guys, man, that like the aunties and the mamas and everything back then was throwing their underwear on stage for Keith Sweat. Keith's still making them sweat to this day, you know? <laughs> like, I uh, I definitely have a strong appreciation for, for Keith Sweat, and he is definitely, um, at least one of his songs is always in one of my R&B playlists and in rotation. But, um... Yeah, man, like Keith Sweat, like I say, man, Keith Sweat is like, I don't want to say he underrated or he an underdog because, you know, he he was he was one of the ones back in the day. But people like to give him a little bit of a hard time because of his his different type, you know, his different voice or whatever. And that's to me. That's why I give him his flowers, because, you know, it ain't like he ever tried to change his sound up and try to, you know, listen to the naysayers and the haters or whatever. Keith, Keith stood his ground. So, but yeah, man, Keith Sweat, I am so excited to listen to all of the songs that you're going to play, like no matter what is going to be, I already know, like I'm going to be over here dancing and, you know, just, you know doing my one-two step in my living room like I cannot wait shout out to you guys as usual nothing but a phenomenal phenomenal podcast love the stories love the knowledge that you provide every single time much love as always from your Detroit sister Cheyenne Motor City Oprah you know it was about three o'clock when I looked at the time and I had about two more hours to go before I got to your love and the time just kept ticking slower and slower. When I got to the front door, I thought about opening the door with my keys and seeing your lovely face right in front of me.
Man, Cheyenne made some great, great points. I'm going to try to cover each one of them. Um, first off, Cheyenne, we need to see a video of you singing karaoke to Don't Stop Your Love. We need that. We need that video. If you have a copy somewhere in your phone, text it to me. I'll put it on Twitter. Make that shit go viral. Because I can see you up there shaking your ass going, Don't Stop Your Love. Just give it to me, honey, 24-7. I can see you kill it. And you spoke about Keith's unique voice. Keith Sweat can sing his ass off. People for years talk about, oh, Keith can't sing. I have seen Keith Sweat in concert seven times. Three times opening for New Edition. All three times, Keith Sweat gave as good as New Edition gave. Keith Sweat, at least on one occasion of the three times I've seen Keith and New Edition perform on the same card in the same lineup on the same night and both times all three times all three times i've seen keith sweat open for a new edition it was at madison square garden all three times keith held his own and then on at least one of those occasions keith sweat outperformed new edition keith sweat's not the dancer new edition is keith sweat's not the singer johnny gillis but keith sweat has stage presence keith sweat has charisma and Keith Sweat sings and croons and the ladies go wild like Cheyenne said Cheyenne said sorry I butchered your name sweetheart like Cheyenne said the panties do come flying and the one time I saw LSG in concert and I will talk more about that when I do the tribute with the LSG album the first album which is a sensational album if you've never heard LSG Get their first album. The second album was a disaster. The first album is a classic. Go listen to it. There are some great love songs on there. There are some great uh, club bangers on there. The one time I saw LSG in concert, they had to make they had to they had to do extra time because Casey and JoJo, who was supposed to open for LSG, did not show up. So Lavert, Sweat, and Gill, Johnny Gill, Gerald Lavert, and Keith Sweat put on a performance of a lifetime because they did their songs and they they did their songs as a group from the first album and then Keith, Johnny and Gerald did their solo hits because they had to make up for the lack of Casey and Jojo and it was a phenomenal concert and Keith Sweat was just as good as Gerald and just as good as Johnny right and Johnny and Gerald are much better singers than Keith but Keith's a better performer than Johnny Keith and Gerald on the same level because Gerald was a hell of a performer. I saw Gerald uh, Lavert twice, once with LSG and another time where he headlined Madison Square Garden, and he's an incredible, he was an incredible performer on his own. Rest in peace. Uh, shout out to Cheyenne and her best friend June because they both say, and I agree, soul music hasn't been the same since Gerald Lavert died. Uh, Rest in peace to Gerald Levert, who was only 40 and in the midst of an iconic career when he passed away. More on Gerald when I talk about the OJs later on and when I talk about LSG and when I talk about Gerald and his own pop, his own tribute months down, down the line. I'm going to do all my favorites. Gerald was one of my favorites. 
What's another point I want to uh, piggyback on what uh, Cheyenne said? The uniqueness of Keith Sweat's voice. Yeah, Cheyenne is right. Everybody can't sound the same. No one sounds like Keith. No one. No one sounds like Keith. And Keith, with that nasal tone, I give all my love to you. Kills it. Kills it. Um, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal performer. and stage presence galore and one of my all-time favorite male artists he's one of my top five i love keith i love keith i could talk about keith all night long one last thing about cheyenne um uh the sweat hotel is not just a detroit staple it's a nationally syndicated program that he records out of a radio station in atlanta georgia it used to be on in new york until about I don't know, 10 years ago when WBLS and Kiss FM um, merged and they took Keith Sweat's Sweat Hotel off of WBLS and replaced it with The Quiet Storm with Lenny Green. So Keith is is, is no longer on. It hasn't been in New York on for a while, but still love listening to Keith. Keith, like you said, Cheyenne, he's got the perfect voice for radio. He's got that smooth. The other one, this, this is... Uh, this is your this is your boy Keith Sweat. Oh, he perfect for the radio with that deep voice. Uh Keith's one of a kind, man. Um doing his thing. I mean, he has been a staple in soul music for 35 years. He you said you saw the verses. I I don't watch verses, but um when Keith performs next time he's in concert, I will go see him. He played on my birthday, but I had to sell the tickets because my lady had to go to Los Angeles as a traveling nurse and make an easy, I think she made $10,000 to work one week out in LA as a nurse. So you know what? Dropping the bucket. I'll, I'll see Keith again. Love Keith's. Seen him seven times. I hope to see him at least two or three more times. And uh, we need to see, <laughs> Cheyenne, we need to see uh, that karaoke of you singing Don't Stop Your Love. What I love about Don't Stop Your Love is the same reason why you love it, Cheyenne. It's an infectious beat, and he comes right off the top. And First, he talks in his deep voice. You know, it's about 3 o'clock when I looked at the time, and I had two more hours to go before I got to your love. And the time just kept ticking slower and slower when I got to the front door. I thought about opening the door with my key, that seeing your lovely face right in front of me. And then he scolds, girl, and he, and he kills it. What I love, my, one of my favorite lines of the song, and you don't, no one does this anymore because of landlines being all but extinct and everybody have, it's extinct and everybody having cell phones. <laughs> he goes, unplug the phone, girl, so we won't be disturbed. You know how many times when I dated a woman that I'd be at her apartment back in the day back in the in the late 80s throughout the 90s before cell phones replaced landlines is i'd either turn the ringer off without my lady or my woman at the time knowing or i'd just take the the cord out the 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 the, the phone cord out the socket right unplug the phone i take it out take it out of the phone socket so uh no phone calls would interrupt whatever we had going on 
Now you got to get to her phone and turn it off. <laughs> and I, but I wouldn't suggest that. And I have not one time. I've been with my lady now on and off for eight and a half years. Not one time I've ever looked at her phone. Not one time I've ever, I have a, I have never even answered her phone. Her phone's her business. I'm not going to go onto it, look on it, or, or turn it off or whatever. That's, that's, that's none of my business. That's her property, right? But uh, the phone has interrupted us one too many times, and I'll leave it at that. Cheyenne, beautiful voice note. And um, I can't wait for you to hit this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I had a blast doing this podcast. This was fun. This wasn't the emotional roller coaster that the last few podcasts I've done. I mean, the Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, and Donnie Hathaway podcast were, were full of uh, emotional testimonials. Um, emotional stories that I talked about, revelations I talked about. This podcast, it was a lot of fun. The voice notes were fun. We dealt with beautiful memories from all the listeners that um, sent me voice notes. Um, and and the stories I talked about on this, po- on this podcast were fun, fun, not, not, nothing, nothing heavy. Uh, and Keith, the only thing heavy about Keith is he makes you feel for the woman you love by giving you true romantic songs. Whether he's begging or not, they're straight from the heart. I want to thank Keith Sweat for the years of excellence and for him and Teddy Riley to bring in the new Jack Swing era with that amazing Make It Last Forever album. I want to thank all the listeners that sent in voice notes. I want to thank all you listeners out there for listening. I'll be back next week with my longtime partner, Logan, as we talk about one of the great, another great album of all time, one of the greatest albums of all time, Prince's soundtrack to Purple Rain, the movie in which him and Apollonia starred, which was loosely based on Prince's life, but don't think it was Prince's life completely because in the movie Prince has a white mother and a black father in real life both Prince par- Prince's parents were black all right Prince was a black man he wasn't biracial talk more about Prince next week now um I'm going to go and finish the show off with a voice note from my buddy from Tennessee Michael Angel Michael beautiful father Three, three beautiful young girls. He's a great father, man. Uh, Mike, man, kudos to you. And Mike, kudos to Mike because when um when my son passed away a little bit over three months ago, um um there was two two men that reached out to me immediately. That was Michael Angel from Tennessee and a personal friend of both Cheyenne and I, Dame from Detroit. And Dame is a very close friend with Cheyenne. And I. I met Cheyenne through Dame's um, Shop Talk podcast. They reached out to me seconds after I uh, posted on Twitter that my my, my son had, had uh, passed away. And they both uh, gave me their uh, sentiments. And um, they both gave me gifts. 
and I, I'm always going to appreciate both brothers. And Mike, you know I love you like a brother. Dean, I love you like a brother. Cheyenne, I love you like a sister. Um, we're going to hear Mike um, talk about his memories of Keith Sweat, and we're going to end the program with How Deep Is Your Love, another staple of Keith Sweat begging. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, be blessed and be a blessing. Back in my day, it was a little different when you were trying to court a female. Nowadays, you know, everything is pretty much wide open. Uh, the female is telling you what she wants. Kind of like uh, uh, the, these artists now, like the Betty Wrights of the... Uh, or the Millie Jacksons, I'm sorry, the Millie Jacksons of the of the 2000s. Uh, but back in the 80s, when Keith Sweat first came out, man, we were still, you know, you had to have some game. You had to, you had to woo that girl. You had to, you know, you had to talk some, talk a little shit to her. Hell, sometimes you might have even had to beg. You know, I ain't, I'm not uh, above that. And Keith Sweat, man, he came out in '87, and I mean, that was the first. R&B album that I heard that niggas was bumping and they cause like you could you could play his shit loud because he had the bass line of course you know the New Jack Swing stuff but that was the first R&B album that dudes was playing confidently in their cars in their rides bumping uh, make it last forever right in a wrong way to love somebody I mean, Keith Sweat, he, he changed the R&B game, you know. It was no more of the kind of classic, you know, soul ballad. It was more of a rap beat. So he, he kind of infused the two. And uh, Keith Sweat, man, that's that's one of my favorites. all time. One of my all-time favorite R&B singers. Even though he's not a classic singer in the mode of, you know, the Marvin Gaye's, uh, the Michael Jackson's. Hell, even the people Bryson's and guys like that. But, you know, Keith sang and you felt it, you know. Uh, he begged a lot, which is fine. Sometimes, you know, that's what you had to do. Back in the 80s, that's what you were doing. You were you were spitting game and you were, shit, you were begging to try to get up on it. So, uh, Keith Sweat, man, uh, one of my all-time favorites.
not real Tell me what happened 